Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host, here comes the hot stepper, Luke Gledall. He's the stairway-based gangster. Luke Gledall, he goes up and down stairs lots. Luke Gledall, still love you like that. Luke Gledall, how are you doing today, Luke? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I tried to really hold my laughs in until after you'd finished. Um, I do know what Bo don't know. Touch him up and go. Hey. Uh oh. <laughs> Chang Chang? Is that what he says? Chang Chang. Yeah, that's in there as well. Yeah. Oh, Enikamose. What else did you do, Enikamose? <laughs> what other treasures did you have in store for us? Well, if I delved into your back catalogue, if I listened to your best of, would it be that and five remixes of the same song? Or Probably. did you have anything else? You Which did. reminds me, do you. Um, I, thanks to our, our mutual friend uh, Ed. Um, did you ever get into um, there was a, there was a there was one hit wonder in the late eighties by a Dutch rap duo um, called Holiday, and I can't remember what they're called now. Oh, and it's it all sampling it's sampling Madonna's Holiday. <laughs> it does ring a bell. They're all going on a summer holiday. <laughs> And there's a line of, we're going to ring ding-a-ding for the holiday. <laughs> and also, one of them looks a bit like Yoss Lukai as well. Oh, excellent. I don't know what it is. I'll find out what it is, and we'll talk. It's so funny. So, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, thank you. I appreciate the, um, really appreciate the intro. Um, how's, it's how's nice to have a bit of brevity. Uh, I kind of stopped after I did that thing and did that dedication to my mom. I put a post okay. on Facebook. Um, I, I should get back into it. I think it's a bit difficult because I was going to try and build up to something like that. And then because of what happened, I kind of did that first. So it, right. it kind of took the wind out my sails. And I still haven't managed to find out how many stairs there are in Hillsborough. But when I get some spare time, that's probably maybe a next big one. Maybe. Um, I've also wondered about with maybe within this world, I could probably just go downtown in Calgary and maybe do the stairs of the bow, which is the no, no. One of the, it used to be the highest. Okay. So maybe during these times, I can just take advantage of people working from home by just uh, turning up and uh, just walking wherever I like on private property. Basically, who knows? Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll get arrested. Who knows? <laughs> Give it a try. I mean, it, it, you know, I think it'd be fine. I think you'd get away with it. <laughs> but how's how's your how's your week been thus far? Uh, it's been a bit tough building up to yesterday was my mum's funeral so because of my kind of situation with the lockdown I kind of sh- I streamed it for my mum's funeral so knowing even being a Sheffield Wednesday fan and having a very dark kind of sense of humour and kind of a real gallows humour um, streaming into my mother's funeral is possibly one of the darkest things I think has come out of my mouth and um, something really to imagine and, uh, and then yeah. here's hoping that we're coming to to these games that are televised here's hoping that i'm not streaming in early hours of the morning another funeral (laughs) (laughs) yeah well yeah i just can't imagine i mean unfortunately that's been an experience for quite a few folks even if they have been sort of based in the same area as as people that have passed away Mm -hmm. there's been a limit to the number of people that can go to funerals and things so i yeah i can just i can only imagine how sort of surreal that experience must be i mean it's it is and it's strange thing at the best of times but um yeah, it's it's giving me a weird kind of buffer from reality, really. Yeah. Buffer, ho-ho streaming. Uh-huh. Uh, 
and uh, <laughs> so I, I'm sure, yeah, I, I don't know. There's a whole wealth we can get into. It's it's been a tough week, but it was a really also a really beautiful ceremony and a really nice tribute to my mom. So um, I'm really happy it went really went well, and a, a lot of people did a lot of work, including my awesome brothers. So I want to give them a shout out as well and their families and all my family back home. So that happened. It went well as well as it could. So I'm, I'm yeah. glad it's over and um I'm, I'm glad to kind of be back and kind of looking at what you know things i can be productive with next and get back into a bit more of a rhythm of things including you know another another fine episode 49 of different gravy doing it with uh you my esteemed and valued friend ah lovely stuff well i think maybe this is a good time to uh to bring ourselves on to Breaking hoo-hoos. Breaking hoo-hoos for the week. Uh, two sort of expected but significant chunks of news in, in the week. So we had the, the fixture list sort of dribble out. Uh, so um, there was a bit of conjecture fr- from me last week that maybe we wouldn't do the fixtures in order, but we, we are. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so basically that it's everything just just squeezed together and 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 moved till the at the end of june early july uh which means we we kick off again with forest uh on saturday um and in particular it looks like we've got quite a tough week for ourselves uh where we play first of july we play west brom at home we've got swansea away on the sunday and then we play preston at home uh the next wednesday so that that feels like of a fairly tough run run in that feels like a particularly tough sort of seven day stretch um we've also had some announcements of sort of certain games being covered live on sky sports so uh you know we'll get some we'll get some high quality coverage rather than the sometimes fine i follow often sort of patchy i follow streams so um we'll 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 see how that goes um and then everything's kind of official in terms of league two and league one uh they're going to play the playoffs i believe but that's it uh nobody else is going to sort of play any more games this season it's effectively the season's finished they've, they've just moved straight into the postseason they've done everything on a straight points per game basis um so that's decided who's been relegated who's been automatically promoted and, and who's ended up in those playoff places uh i don't know how i would feel being in that position i mean we talked I, i've got a um a colleague in work who's a a Tramia Rovers fan and to be relegated in that situation we touched on the fact that you know Tramia in particular they'd won their last three games and they I think they had a couple of games in hand as well um that feels quite harsh in their situation that uh, the kind of method used doesn't really pay any attention to the fact that they still had more ground to make up than the other teams and the fact that they were they were playing well before something that had nothing to do with them <laughs> affected the season. But yeah, I mean, this is the these are the kind of casualties of what happens when you curtail something. You know, yeah. I mean, you're you're killing any kind of sense of potential and what could potentially happen. I mean, at least you know, I I, I kind of we're in a difficult position. I mean, we're essentially cruising towards lower mid table. I think we'll probably have enough to do prior to any sanctions stay out of the relegation spots. But then effectively, we could have a decision rude against us, which basically kills the season for us anyway. So it's kind of immaterial for us. But I mean, there are other teams that near the bottom who feel like they probably have a chance to kind of stay up and keep the dream alive. 
there are teams at the top who want to kind of, you know, find themselves, secure those automatic positions or secure a playoff position. So there's a lot of teams, I guess, who it's unfair to to not play on. So I, I, I do I do have a lot of sympathy for those teams in Leagues 1 and 2 for any level of competitive football that you feel yeah. that you had a point to prove and you had something to say. Um, My sister was at pains to remind me uh, following the last episode that we are technically closer to the playoffs than the relegation zone. So when I was getting maudlin and... Uh, Worrying, worrying about the relegation, the, the bottom end of things. Um, you know, technically, points-wise, we're close <laughs> to the top end. Sure. I mean, it's a glass half full, but I would argue that the glass isn't full of anything I want to drink or use for any purpose. Well, the glass appeared to be made of something that wasn't waterproof towards the uh, towards the, when lockdown was implemented. That's very true, yeah. What you've done, Gary, is choose to carry your water around in a sieve, which is one of the worst things. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's also the fact that the Football League won their appeal against Birmingham City, um, yes. but haven't deducted any points from them. So I don't know whether Which... that means that they're feeling in a nice mood. <laughs> they're they're well, coming for all benevolent. See, I'm I sympathise with Birmingham actually to the point where like I'm actually quite supportive of Birmingham in this position, which surprises me because I've previously said a lot of nasty things about Birmingham, Birmingham City Football Club. I really don't see, you know, they're one of those those personal kind of dislikes of a club where I don't particularly see the point of them. <laughs> there are more prominent and interesting kind of football teams in that vicinity, even including Wolves, who I don't particularly like, you know, kind of West Brom, Villa, you yeah. know. So I just, I don't particularly see, I guess the point where you just think also, as an outsider, you're external. Yeah. You look externally to that and you think, how did the lines of division of support kind of go for these teams? I don't really understand. I don't understand a lot about the West Midlands. <laughs> it's a big statement to make, Luke. I don't, I just, I don't get it. Maybe I need to go to understand it. Maybe, um, maybe a really bad TV show, if I got to a certain level of minor celebrity, would be me doing a travelogue, a bit like Stephen Fry. Uh, instead of him going to America, uh, I would go to the West Midlands. I'd go to Droitwich. <laughs> But I don't know. So anyway, but I'm sympathetic to them and they're cool. But I, but also I don't see the point of saying, well, you're guilty, but there's no punishment. Because what's the point of that? Do they have any punishment? Doesn't seem to be now. No, well, there doesn't seem to be like there's no fine. It's a bit like one of those those sort of civil lawsuits that happen in America after a big criminal trial. You know, like somebody gets charged like one dollar because that it's like an they are they're a bit guilty kind of thing. <laughs> Or like the thing, you know how OJ ended up having to write that book called If I Did It? Yeah. You know, something like that. It's a bit like the footballing equivalent of that kind of punishment, it seems. I'm just imagining now, you know, taking a Gledall to Walsall, a, a Luke to Ludlow. I don't know. I'm just... <laughs> We could, there's some there's some work to do on the pitch I think before you before you take it to Netflix your uh, travelogue. Um, so partridge we, partridge among the pigeons type type exactly, file. Exactly. I love that bit when he said you know and then uh, <clears throat> you know he's then asked uh, what's that and he says it's just a title. Just a title. It's just a title. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm sure we'll we'll fresh it out. We're spitballing ideas, you know. Rich yeah. and I, Rich and I, with our Leeds United uh, documentary cocaine ideas. 
(laughs) (laughs) Nothing's a bad idea. I'd imagine, (laughs) you know, once you've gone on your epic journey around uh, the West Midlands, I'd imagine what you'd probably find out is it's the same kind of messy mix of who your family support, who your mates support, where you live. Yeah, etc., <laughs> etc. Et um, it, you know, memories, experiences. Um, so I once got stung by a hawthorn, so I felt <laughs> like West Bromwich Albion. <laughs> exactly, exactly. A wolf saved me as a child with my brother, so therefore I like Wolverhampton Wonder. <laughs> and I live in Rome. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so our our sort of main uh, main body of the the podcast today is we thought to to whet our appetites for the return of some actual new football next week uh we'd we'd watch one of the this season's better games back on 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 iFollow um and it's not a particularly long particularly long list um the the, the best games from this season is it Luke no no <laughs> So one that does stand out uh, and is particularly timely because they're our next opponents was our dismantling of Knott's Forest at their place. So we thought we'd we'd watch that one uh, ahead of playing them again next week. So should we get going on that, Luke? We shall. And uh, I believe you have some special walkthrough. <laughs> some some tech, walkthrough. tech advice for those on iFollow. So... <laughs> Um, if you just visit the page on iFollow, it doesn't start straight away, I believe, which is good. Uh, if you're in that position, you can just sit tight till we say press play. <laughs> if you have I- interacted with the window in, in almost any other way, um, it starts playing the video and it's impossible to get it back to zero um, by sort of dragging the little um you know, carrot along the line uh, or or sort of rewinding. There's no time to pause or whatever. But if you hit the button, which is a kind of, I would say, skip track backwards kind of thing. <laughs> it's a it's a, uh, a vertical line with an arrow pointing left. Um, hit that. It will start your video over. So you should all be we should all be on the same sort of times as we go through the game. So. Without further ado, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to do a countdown, Luke. You ready for this? I'm ready for this. So we'll go for three, two, one, go. Folks coming out of the tunnel. I want to say I love the the be bold uh, little little logo and slogan on the forest thing. Be bold. Be, be bold. in Nottingham. <laughs> Is that Robin Hood? It is. Is that their mascot? Apparently. Even though he is probably around in Doncaster. <laughs> Alive and well and living in Doncaster. So, uh, so we got Marcia. Tommy. Marcia Cami. Ma- yeah. Who from the... Um, did you watch the scintillating footage of the Wednesday v Wednesday at Hillsborough? Uh, highlights. Did you see that from this week on YouTube? Ah, uh, well, it looked like Wednesday one, thankfully. But it there was not there was more Alice Band than Alice Band's action than there was goal mouth action. It's got to be said. Um, but it looked like Wickham sort of tucked a goal away under uh, 
under Miles Safe Cammy. Um, but yeah, quite a few Alice bands on the go. I think Fletcher's got an Alice band going. Reach has got an Alice band going. I don't know how. I don't know whether I approve or not. But uh, there you go. Oh, we've got. Look at this. It. There's some. There's some graphics on the screen, Luke. Yeah. Do you. Uh, you don't really get this, right? No, because I. I don't think I've watched any games on. Uh, on iFollow actually. So this is fun. Uh, oh, they've got a Dawson of their own. Baddie of the. Uh, the first Calvahal season. Mm. Matt Dawson. Is it Matt Dawson? Not sure. Could be. Matt Dawson is the rugby guy, isn't he? So it would be weird if there was... Oh, <laughs> oh well. There could be a number of Dawsons. That Dawson, who is a centre-back, is the one that they had. So we've got, we've got a Wednesday lineup in front of us. This is crazy. We don't need to make any guesses. <laughs> Coinciding with most good performances this season, Luongo is starting, and it's very nice to see him back. <sighs> Um, and the rare, so go on. And this was also a rare kind of pairing of Lisa and Iorfa. That was good, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we've got a back four of Palmer, Iorfa, Lees and Fox. Midfield is Reach, Luongo, Bannon and Harris. And then up top, Fletcher and Jordan Rhodes. If Rhodes is six, then Harris is seven. <laughs> Then Fletch is nine. Then Fletch is nine. <laughs> I also feel like we've we've not seen very much of Reach on the right uh, of late either, have we? <clears throat> He's tended no. to swap with uh, with Harris more often than I suppose because Murphy's done so well. To be fair. It was surprising that he managed to um, be as prominent a figure as he is, but changing his complete political ideology from the left wing to the right wing. Some people believe that they kind of join in the middle on the other side, you know? For a centrist. (laughs) Do you remember his centrist role under... Oh, uh, but like the the extreme left and the extreme right are, are closer together than... A centrist and a and an extreme leftist or an extreme rightist. <laughs> I think that was, that, was uh, that was a really bad pass on the back there, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah, a little bit worrying. I mean, this is interesting. That is, there's a real tempo to this already. Craig Cash has had to uh, get rid of. It's not Craig Cash either, is it? But um, Matty Cash, isn't it? Matty stamp Cash. on a stamp on a balloon. Craig Cash is uh, is Dave from the royal family. <laughs> Denise, I'm just stepping on a balloon. <laughs> Not wanted to get in the way later. I keep thinking of Aya Cash, the uh, the wonderful oh yes uh, actress from You're the Worst. Perhaps the best of all the Cashes. I think so. <laughs> My um. My Dave from Royal Family ended up being quite Alan Bennett there, but um, I'm not going to apologise. <laughs> there was a chip in the sugar. <laughs> oh, here we go. We've <laughs> oh, got Luongo playing as well. Oh. We've got Luongo playing. 
this is I'd, I'd be you know I'm contentious with that centre back pairing but I, other than this I mean it's it's not too far off I'm wondering if we're going to go with this I wonder if we'll ever see Rhodes and Fletcher again well he was again he was involved in that game but I suppose everybody that was fit was involved in that game um I'm going to pull up the the team sheet from that game because uh, somebody published it on Al's talk. Just to give you a feel. It didn't really read like either of them were necessarily... You know, sometimes those kind of like t- team versus team games, one team is very clearly the first team. Yes. It didn't necessarily read like read like that but uh, let me pull it up sorry about this oh do you know one of these weird things with like message boards is that time happens and then the thing that was at the top before it's not there anymore <laughs> it's not there anymore it's really far down Piffy shots on target from one of the Amiobis I am bemused by, because obviously Matt Cash is a bit of a forward player, so I think they've kind of put him in a right-back kind of berth for the kind of overlap. But in terms of squad numbers, seeing a fullback wearing a number 11 is uh, is making my shit itch, I'll be honest. <laughs> I think that's the term. That's the, it's the exact term. It's the best term to use. I think so. So I'm yeah. really drawing a blank on this, sorry. okay doesn't matter yeah i think i think we're just gonna have to give up on that okay that's no worries but anyway it was a really intriguing pairing i think this is the first time we saw them both together right possibly it it may have been done before but i mean this was well there was one i don't know whether it was this game or the year the game whether it was the game before or the game after but there was, we were talking about how he'd sort of found a role for Rhodes that seemed to work quite well. There was a home game where we were kind of plugging away and not really getting anywhere. And he brought on Rhodes at half time and it, 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 it kind of did the trick. Yes. I remember um, you talking about that. I remember us talking about He didn't really do anything. He didn't, you know, he didn't, yeah, he didn't score goals or anything like that. But, um, but it did, it did sort of help. Uh, I think we talked about some strange kind of alchemy that happened. We did, we did. This is okay. this is yeah. this is the uh, this is different gravy eating itself as an episode because we have <laughs> analyzed, we've analysed this game after it happened and now we're watching it live uh, for for other purposes. So yeah, there may there may well be some echoes of the past as we go through this. We can just say that it's very meta, as opposed to saying that it's just very lazy. And well, we we had an episode called. Actually, that would be a way to know without looking at the fixture list. the The episodes of this podcast would be a way to know because it one of be, them yeah. is called Roads Fracking. Roads Fracking. It's Roads Fracking, isn't it? Yeah. But it's which side of of the Antiques Roadshow? This Rhodes is the Antiques Roadshow. Yeah, this is the Antique Roadshow, which was which was before, was not it? Rhodes fracking, yeah. So Rhodes fracking was the week before. So that game was where we'd kind. He seemed to have found a role for for Rhodes. Then he started this one, scored a hat trick, and I believe was dropped straight afterwards. Which 
in in well in so many ways um gary monk is is like our lord in that he moves in mysterious ways um and that was one of the more mysterious ones because you kind of got to reward someone for a hat trick haven't you think so kind of that sort of buys you, probably buys you another, uh, the next four or five, I would think. I wonder if there's something in the uh, the coaching badges that, you know, affords you, uh, uh, you know. Some, you know a couple of platinum. really lovely balls swept in from Fox already. It's lovely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a certain level of coaching just puts you on, on a higher plane to everybody else. I think so. This is some nice, some lovely movement and kind of yeah. knocking around as well. And we're really at the monoblem as well. I think this is the thing that, like, I know the Forest fans, I think, were impeccably disappointed, obviously, with getting rinsed 4-0 in the first half. Yeah. But um, as well as being a dominant, you know, performance, I think that they kind of came at it as well, which I think really just led into this perfect storm of uh, Goldfest. Much a bit similar to, um, you know, the, the Middlesbrough game. Because I don't think they were particularly closed or negative. No. <clears throat> we, it was really just the triumph of really a monk side where it is a little bit counter-attacking. Well, again, though, there's a clear... We're playing in a... Like, we, we've got a plan to how we play. And that generally, if we're in that position, seems to seems to be when we play quite well or at least like we've not always won the games but we've kind of we've given a good account of ourselves in those games it's just the ones where we come out and look like we just have no idea what we're supposed to be doing <laughs> and there's been there was just too many of those towards the end of the uh or the well it's not the end of the season towards the, the sort of lockdown uh, period but this clearly like what we're trying to do is overload them on the wings and but you can, you know, even though we've not scored yet, we've had two balls in from Fox. We've had a ball in from Palmer. You know, we can you can kind of see what the plan's about. And actually, interestingly, Bannon and Luongo sitting probably a bit deeper than Luongo would normally do. But it's to give us that cover because the full backs are, are pushing up. So yeah, there's there's some thought to it. We've we've watched what they do, and there's the first one. A big cami lump forward. I've lost you, Luke. Are you still there? Hello? I'm still here, yeah. Sorry, I think I might be just a little bit behind you. Oh, what uh, time do you have on your clock there, Rich? Uh, at the moment, there's no clock up. I will tell you when it comes up. Right. It is a, such a beautiful goal, though. Lots of just really kind of words best. What a lovely kind of cushion knock on from Fletcher. That's a lot of replays. What a finish! Sort of comes off Fletcher's back and shoulder as much as it's a it's a header on. It does. But you can see the strength of him. So right, I've got a clock back on the screen, and I'm now at nine minutes and thirty seconds. <laughs> I don't know what we do if we're miles out of sync. 
I had a point where it paused, unfortunately, so I tried to oh. get it back. We could just, I could pause where are you, at 10 minutes. Where are you now? I could pause no, at 10 minutes. Let's, let's go by yours. Let's go by yours. Ah. Uh, where are you now? I'm at nine, like I'm 10 minutes now. Just got to 10 minutes. Jeez, fuck. <laughs> you miles out. Oh, dear. Well, we could just, okay, I well, think I'm about right. So I'm 10 away. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, then we're. What awful podcasting stuff. I think it's just my connection. It's just been uh, it's been a bit laggy, and then it paused for a bit, and I'm like, oh, crap, and then it's happened again. So what are you now? 10.18. Okay, so we're like we're less than 10 seconds apart now, so that feels... <laughs> okay, well, There's a little the problem bit is the, the first half of this is uh, this is the golf frenzy in the first half, isn't it? <laughs> Let's be honest. So it's, well, like I say, the, the only other way to... The only other way to fix it is I pause mine and we try and hit play again. I try and hit play bang on a certain time for you. It doesn't matter. There's a lull here at the 11th minute. I could hit pause. Let's do 11-11. I'm going to hit pause at 11-11. This is scintillating stuff. I mean, this is... Right, tell me when you hit 11-11. You're still not there. No, I, I messed up. Oh, <laughs> Just do it from now. Just do it from now. But I don't. Um, now I'm going to be miles behind you. Because I just sat for about 30 seconds waiting for you to tell me you'd call. Want you to stop doing this because of the, the editing of the podcast, man. <laughs> Where are you now? I'm at 11... We keep doing this. Are we still doing the podcast? Or should we just abandon this at this point? Or... Do you want I to stop doing this? I think we should stay in. I think this is fun. This is what our fourth or fifth watch along is the only <laughs> time we've had problems. And it's the only time we've used iFollow. I think it's just like a story. It's uh, our champion, champion iFollow. That's why. <laughs> I've just got to 12 minutes. Where are you? Now I'm 12 minutes. Okay. So I'm still ahead somehow. Wow. Okay. Weird. I don't know. Oh, good hustle from Fox. Good pass away as well. Mm. Just to flag it up for people, uh, second half... We're going to have a scintillating discussion about what's going to happen with out-of-contract players. So, uh, whilst we enjoy Fox and Fletcher, just think on. Think on, that's coming. Oh, did you just ha- have the cutback from Reach that managed I to did. miss both, both I did. the players? I, I thought I'd just play oh, a with you, and then it paused again. Oh, my connection's not good today. This is not good. It's also... There we go. Now, now Rose has just got a second. Yay! Hey! Beautiful. <laughs> oh, my word. This is a nightmare. <laughs> <sighs> oh, dear. 
That's a great cross. It was a brilliant cross. So and nice. a good header, a really good header. I mean, his finishes in this game in this game are tremendous. Like, unlike anything we've seen probably in a Wednesday shirt, full stop. I know, and it's just so casual and so easy. It makes it just look so natural. He's now. I mean that. I mean that's sort of a kind of meat and potatoes goal for a, a striker, but he obviously took it really well. But that first one. I don't think I've seen him take one shot from that distance in a Wednesday shirt before he scored the one he scored there. So, we're, yeah, we're 13 minutes in. We're already 2-0 up. What a great position to be in. Ooh, a bit too fancy from Fletcher. Gets caught out. The fun is that if if we've had these issues with iFollow, Folks what listening at home will, will probably be in the same position, so they may well be even slower than you, Luke. Maybe so. Who knows? Ah, oh, Rhodes nearly bought his classic Rhodes foul. Is the little ginger guy Watson for them? Ben Watson, isn't it? Yeah. Wigan. Yeah. Will, uh, sorry, FA Cup goal scorer. Is that the same one? Is it the one who scored when uh, Wigan won the FA Cup against City? Yes. And Mick Manaman played the ball in, right? I think it was. Yeah. I remember having a conversation with um, with a, Wicca, uh, a Wigan fan that they'd signed Mick Manaman and that was like, they were really excited for the season because they'd signed Mick Manaman. And I was like... He's not. There's not much left, mate. And he's like, no, no. He he, he knows the club, and he's no. He's going to be good for us. I think he's lost his no, way, sure. kind of thing. like he's. There's, there was just nothing, was there? Really, just anger. He's like four foot nine of bile and very little else. And, and to be fair, I don't think he did anything much for them. To to be honest. <clears throat> So I love the concept of people saying, you know, he knows the club, as though like that's some great puzzle that's de- like it's deterred. I know exactly. In like, wait, you know, you guys want to play football and win? I don't know. This is this is <laughs> so against my culture. <laughs> he couldn't figure out Sheffield Wednesday. It's too much. I just came to play begging my neighbour with uh, Tom Lees. <laughs> My agent said there'll be definitely games of uh, Monopoly Go with, uh, <laughs> with Kadeem Harris and his friends. That was right, was it? Who was, who was playing Monopoly Go or was it Jacob Murphy? Jacob Murphy played Monopoly Go with John Rhodes. That's what we learned in the yes, lockdown. Yes, that's what it was. Oh, amazing. Just the weirdest pairings of human beings. It was it's a Norwich cool, connection, really. I think, and I guess so, yeah. They both, they both get the club when it, the club is Norwich. <laughs> really sad there were problems in the dressing room I just couldn't figure out how to play Monopoly Go <laughs> they were playing actual rummy and I've only ever played rummy cub before <laughs> Oh, 
this is a really bad uh, me and you doing Ooh. this and going back through watching is it's almost a bit like a really bad time travel thing it's Rick and Morty but bad <laughs> <laughs> Richard and Mortimer Richard and Mortimer Reach trying for his uh, trying to roll back to uh, his goal against against Leeds drop the shoulder and whack a volley over the goalie he's a pacey chap is Mr Amiobi it's got to be uh, I don't know how much else there is but uh, he's rapid mm-hmm. I've always been a fan of Graben as well I yes I like Graben a lot as a player Disappointing that we never, he never seemed to be, you know, never seemed to be in our window when we had the money to do. Exactly. Yeah. He, he was sort of in our orbit a couple of times, but always just out of reach. He, he circled the, uh, the drain of S6, but never quite ran, fell down the plug hole. But I, I've got a lot of time. I think Fletcher is that same sort of mould of a kind of action frontman, all out, you know, all out frontman. Um, mm. But I think he's a better goal scorer than Fletcher generally. This this season aside, he's a better goal scorer than Fletcher. Oh, Rhodes flicking it on now. It, this is the weird thing. It was just such a total transformation from Rhodes. Oh, yeah. Great effort from Fletcher. That's a good player and some Dawson as well, to be fair. It was. On another day, the ref might have had a look at that tug on uh, Fletcher's shirt because it was pretty blatant and and when you're kind of isolated from other players in that way, it tends to get blown up, doesn't it? When it's just so obvious what you've just done. That kind of all eyes turn to those two players. We've just seen you grab his shoulder. <clears throat> Forest have had a lot of the ball here, but they're having to sort of work hard to even get into our half. And then resorting to quite long, hopeful punts over the top. Get to see that Fletcher chance again in replay. Oh, Harris absolutely doing cash twice. Lovely yeah. stuff. Oh, that's such a Fletcher shot. Yeah. That's a real Fletcher type of finish, isn't it? Yeah. It's really difficult to sort of manipulate his big body in a way to get onto the ball, but he somehow finds a way to just twist and stretch himself and get a foot on it.
So obviously, one of the you know, obviously we, we've got the um, we've got Forest next week, mm-hmm. um, but they're in a they're in pretty fine fettle if uh, if they manage to carry through some of their form from before the, the lockdown, aren't they? They were, they were in the midst of a late push to uh, get themselves into into the playoff places. Yeah, I mean, I never really particularly understand Forrest as a team and as a club. So, you know, if I was signed, I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be very good for them, you know, because I don't know the club. <laughs> they're going to be like, we play Parcheesi, and I'm like, you mean Ludo? And they're like, no, Parcheesi. <laughs> like, I just don't get them. Just don't get the don't get the culture. So. Um, but no, but seriously, I don't think they. I never quite know. The, the difficult thing is like Forrester, a club, you know, with that rich history, obviously, and the fans have a very much an expectation similar to maybe Wednesday, but I think maybe more so. They they typically usually think that they're going to get promoted every season. From what I think I kind of understand about Forest fans. I think that I put I sort of bracket them in my mind as which is sort of I suppose a little bit ironic history wise, but I, I I think of them in the same sort of way as Derby. They're kind of perennial yeah. tenders for the playoff places, but you know, a, a good season is finishing sixth, a bad season is finishing tenth. And that's kind of where they live, by and large. Yeah, but I just, I don't really see, with Derby, I felt that they've always looked at them and always seen, they've always had some very useful players and squads, and I've sometimes looked at them with a real bit of, you know, envy towards what they have. Forrester haven't really kind of figured out, I mean, they've started spending some money now. Yeah. So, I don't know if they, they, they're doing the whole um, kind of, super agent type stuff. Well, Dar- so, yeah. So they should be in a lot better kind of fettle and shape. But Derby tend to finish fifth or sixth because they were third or second or third and then dropped down. And Forest tend to finish sixth or seventh because they were 15th and then won some games between Christmas and the end of the season. <laughs> that's the, that's, I do think they're both kind of have a kind of, typical season that they tend to have but i mean i mean they're below my radar so i mean there are kind yeah, of going to the radar in my world like i haven't seen what any great kind of transition has been rather no. than a team that just you know a bit i feel they're a bit more kind of preston-esque without the kind of application or the kind of approach like the unique approach in that you know i think they're you know, have some talent, but they're quite inconsistent. This is a huge let off on two fronts because I, you've seen referees give penalties with for what Fox did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maneuvering the player's body out of the way without getting the ball is, <laughs> especially in the box, it's real dicey stuff. How much have we missed Longo? Oh, massively. Uh, it'd be so good if we can have him between now and the end of the season. I'll feel an awful lot better about our chances. Oh, it's a great move. So good. Harris does his usual shot. 
usual lovely shot that looks better than it actually looks really good three foot wide yeah I do love Harris's build as a football player yes me too you know that stocky quick as quick as anything I I did think this at the time and I still think it watching back that that really is a handball. Like, there's no need for Dawson's arms to be all the way outstretched, and it definitely stops the ball rolling for Fletcher. In the context of the half of football we're in, a penalty on top would have been, you know, too too, too much. But um, <laughs> it was a pretty, yeah, pretty naughty bit of defending, which is, is I suppose, what he does really for a living. Oh, Iorfa and Dawson ahead of their time there doing a kind of elbow brush, forearm elbow brush. It was a nice little, uh, yeah, the social distancing uh, greetings. Yeah. Nice little stop. Yeah, I always think keepers get too much praise for just saving a ball that is directly above <laughs> their head. Well, there you go, Rich. I'll put that on the fire of... Uh... <laughs> of more praise for keepers for doing the basics of their job. Yeah. I'm trying to be generous to I know, Malsafe Cammy. Malsafe Cammy. It's not and it's nothing against him in particular. I just think in general people go, "Oh, what a stop." And it's like if that went in, that would be what we talked about in this game is why did he just let the ball run over his head and not put his arms up? <laughs> Getting over the bar is good, obviously. So, I mean, at this point, I mean, Forrest don't look completely defeated. They're going at it. They're still giving it some. Yeah. And I mean, we are shaking a little bit at the back. Like, there's yeah. there, there's some cracks in, the, in, the, in how things are going. What's the word I love, which I can never really pronounce? Profligates? Profligacy? Oh, yes. Yeah. There's a very distinct lack of profligacy from <laughs> Forrest. Yeah, almost no condoms. <laughs> Shout out to, I remember the, the Sage Francis line, don't get pissed off like a used prophylactic. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, for Cameron Dawson, you know, I want more Cammy in the Street Fighter games, less Kylie Minogue playing Cammy in the Street Fighter the movie. <laughs> Oh, Fletch putting throwing his weight around. It is old man Dawson, isn't it? It is old man Dawson. (laughs) I enjoy calling football players in their late mid thirties old. Yeah, considerably younger than me. Yeah. Well, I remember the saying of talking about how much of a dinosaur Glenn Leuvens was, and we're yes. about the same age. Yeah, yeah. we're about the same age. <laughs> Only he can is in better shape, has a lot more money, um, and uh, just and can do better moves in the uh, in the oh. dressing room. Actually, maybe no, I don't know. That's contentious. Yeah, you're a bit of a mover, Luke. Bit of a. You could you could do some pointing and wiggling. (laughs) 
great, great defending by Alice, just sort of running up on him and sort of doing kind of crazy arms all around him. Harassing him, yeah. <laughs> Tickling him, essentially, into submission. It was a bit of a paparazzi foul, wasn't it? <laughs> Maybe he was just trying to do a high-speed version of that thing where you, like, tap someone on the shoulder and then you go the other way. <laughs> Has anyone done that on a for for challenging, challenging a player? To, it might be worth doing. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. That was a huge miss. It was awful defending by Tom Lee's. Oh, it's not as bad as okay. I th- yeah. The handball as well. Bounce off his hand. It did bounce off his hand. I thought he kicked it into his own hand, but it's Dawson's header onto his hand. But that is a dreadful miss. To not even get that on target is woeful, really. Do you want to hear my um, striking coaching on that one? I'd love to. Get your knee over it. Get, get your knee over it. Leaning back. I'm wondering if that's um, you know because like James Beatty. You know, and there's been a little bit more recent talk past two weeks about, you know, is BT going to come to Wednesday? Yes, yeah. And Holland was kind of like, yeah, probably at some point. And uh, there's, there's the interesting thing that basically we can't, we don't want to pay the exact compensation mm. for him. They don't really want to give him us, but they don't want him themselves. So they're still paying him. And he's basically on gardening leave. Yeah, so we, you're, he's being held back from telling people to get their knee over it. I think that's it, yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering, though, if he's on gardening leave. Well, he said at one point he was working from home, so that made me wonder in this world of working from home whether he was just basically telling people to get their knee over it over Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> or just an email. Maybe it's just his signature line on the emails. Every time it's just an auto-reply, someone emails him being like, how can I improve my striking? And it just sort of applies with getting me over it. Yours beats. <laughs> um, I do remember one of the first sort of moments that kind of uh, brought James Beatty to my kind of wider attention. He uh, he scored. Um... Did he come to your wider attention because he's a big chap? Well, he wasn't at the time. He was—he was, he was a, a young slip of a lad. Because um, right. as it, yeah, so as a youngster, he scored. I think he scored for Southampton against Arsenal, and it was like the last minute or something. You know, it, it, meant, it meant meant they'd won. And he was interviewed after the game, and they said, um, they said, oh, what was going through your mind as you were about to take the penalty?" And he just said, "Don't miss." And uh, I did really like that for his honesty, because <laughs> that's exactly what would be going through your mind. Don't miss. Obviously, later he sullied his his good reputation with me uh, by by going and having his dalliance with the piggy wigs. But uh, I I think it just feels like we need lots of lots more coaching staff. I don't know why we do why we don't have more support in that way. It looks so thin when you watch the training. There's barely anybody looking after what's going on. Stephen Fletcher trying for the sort of penalty that he has never been given in all of his 30-some years in football. 
it's it's a really good performance all around this. Uh, Reach is having a very good game. Every time he gets the ball, he's using it so well. Very fortuitous from Fox there to get that. <laughs> yes. Works out pretty well for him. You can see uh, there's been a couple of tackles here with Luongo where it's like you can kind of see why he does occasionally get pulled up card-wise because he does he's sharp in the tackle he sort of plays on the edge a bit not quite as much as Hodge but he definitely like he likes it he likes a a bit of a tussle for the ball Some new balance trainers from the uh, the forest manager there. It's getting nice to know he's getting some good arch support as he jumps up and down on the sidelines there. Are they a new balance team? Are they sponsored by New Balance? I don't know. That's a good question. I've never heard of leaseloco.com. <laughs> no. Sounds cool though. Do you want to be Lee Sloco or do you, or is it on the adverts, you know, someone's talking about. Talking about their colleague, talking about a friend and be like, oh, he's Lee Sloco. He really, uh, he's really lost his lease marbles. <laughs> uh, yeah, it might be avoiding you. I'm guessing seeing as I got Macron on the uh, side there, the kit's made by Macron. <laughs> You know, just sometimes it's like the the, the whole um, coaching team is like decked out, head to toe in the <laughs> clobber from the the kit sponsor. So, a quick question, Rich. I, I take it you do have a you will have the opportunity to watch the remaining games. Well, as a season ticket holder, I think I can watch them all through the wonders of iFollow. Oh, excellent whether they're shown on oh, 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 oh. such a good goal do you think the the real miraculous of this is like it's a it's a nice header um but <laughs> for the the strength the fact the man scored a perfect hat trick you know yeah. we've rarely seen any hat tricks for wednesday and then we've had like a perfect hat trick. And he hits it. Both of them hits him so well with both feet. It's just oh, incredible. Such a good, yeah. Good uh, work by Palmer to kind of keep that alive. Mm. And then, and then Watson, who has like what five minutes ago missed an absolute sitter, nods it back across his own box. Awful. <laughs> Not one of his better days at the office. Maybe he doesn't know Nottingham Forest after all. <laughs> Do you think that's the thing? Like, if we could get more coaching staff, like, you know, they wouldn't know, or Monk doesn't know them. I guess I'm curious with coaching staff, like, it's a very insular world, isn't it? 
because people continually work with the people they want to work it, it with. It is, yeah. But I, I always think the best of that is if you're a manager and you know where your weaknesses lie. Like Paul Storrock was always in a duo with uh, Summerfield and John Blackley. So Paul Storrock, a striker, generally you saw improvements by you know, forward players that were, were under his tutelage. Mm. So Summerfield was... I believe a midfielder in his career and Blackley was definitely the defensive coach. And I think that's what you want is somebody that kind of goes, okay, I don't know much about. So presumably Monk, he had a very fine career as a center back. Mm. So there's not much that somebody is going to be able to tell him about being a center back. I'm guessing. But, (laughs) What he knows about being a striker, a winger, etc., is probably not particularly amazing. It's probably from the perspective of a centre back. You know, it's really bad for centre backs when you do X, which is a bit of an insight, but it's not. I don't know. It's. I mean, we're I, looking at that a very know. basic kind of mentality, right? Because I mean, we're looking at like <clears throat> outside of that, you've got Bullen, who's primarily a defender by trade. No, yeah. fully enough, Bullen did start his career as a striker, right? Yes, I believe so. A long, long time ago. Um, and he's got a clean sheet under his belt So, as a goalkeeper. He can do it. That's why you don't need anybody else. That's it. We'll just fire, we'll just fire Weaver. And, uh... He's a bully of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that is genuinely, though, it's quite an interesting thing. I have no idea what actually happens in terms of football coaching because you're not, uh, we talked a bit about Graham Taylor and like, there's a thing of Graham Taylor, like telling Andy Sinton how to cross a football and like Andy Sinton knows how to cross a football. He's a senior pro by that stage. So Graham Taylor does not need to tell him that's it. That's it. Get around it. Like he knows. So what does happen in football training? I would really love to know. But I don't know. I mean, we feel that... It's got I, don't to know be... how, I don't know how many coaching staff you need. I don't know how many it takes to, you know... Yeah. Change the light bulb, effectively. But I can only think, you know, during the... So there's fitness, but most of that's done pre-season. Beyond that, it's gonna it's gonna be sort of maybe technique, but probably more tactics, I would think. So you've got a whole team shape. I just I just remember this is again, sorry, to go back to to John Blackley. I remember watching Frankie Simek have an t- absolutely torrid time against Darren Huckabee. And Huckabee was he, he probably never quite sort of achieved to the level that he should have but on his day an incredibly tricky player very very fast lots of you know step overs and dropping the shoulder and things like that a very tricky winger inside forward and Frankie Simek as a young right back was having a really awful time against him first half and then it was clear that he'd been told at half time to stand slightly further off him to kind of let him do his first trick and then take the ball 
after that. Do you know what I mean? So being too close to him, although that's quite often the thing that you want to do as a defender, wasn't didn't suit him because it meant that Huckabee could kind of do the trick and get past him. So I think you just want, presumably that's what you want, is somebody that can spot those things and and, imp- and, and get their point across to to the people, to the players that sit under them to, as to, you know, what, what how they can improve their performance. Mm. I don't... I think- yeah, I mean, I do wonder ultimately whether it's just the fact that, you know, like Monk doesn't know other coaching staff and they don't know him. So they don't know that he really likes the game of life, for example. <laughs> <laughs> just speaking about lots of things. <laughs> I have this very vivid memory and it, I was only recently sort of um, <laughs> had it corrected for me. But I remember going to like a kid's party when I was very young and uh, playing pick-up sticks. No, not pick-up sticks. Uh, yeah, yeah, pick-up sticks. Sorry, yeah. Um, like, so, you know, the one where, you know, you know the game of pick-up sticks. There's like a pile of sticks on the thing and you've got to pick it up. It's like reverse Jenga, I guess, in a way. Um, you've got to pick out one without moving any of the others. Sort right. Of okay. Um, and what must have happened at this party was we were playing pickup sticks. And then one of the children, giddy from the party and presumably the cake on offer, uh, puked on the pickup sticks. Excellent. And I, until very recently, was like, I just thought, oh, that's what happens in that game. It's like, you're doing pickup sticks, and then there's some horrible stuff on sticks. And then I was like, I don't know. I was talking to someone. I was like, that's not part of the game, is it? No, no. It's just something that happened. It's just funny. I, those little like young memories get embedded and like warped by time and things like that. I've also now got an image of basically the end of Monk's reign where he starts losing it and he just starts talking about the game of life at like uh, his press conferences. <laughs> I really like that. The race is on to make good money. We'll get married. That could be funny. Need to learn how to be a winner at the game of life. He's got some import version of the game with different rules so that he can try and get 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 a sort of one up on the people he's playing. Oh, I think I do remember there's some sort of um plastic surgery being uh, advertised around here around the uh, edges of the, the ground I think at this stage. I, v- I vaguely remember that from during the game. <clears throat> so, we're on the cusp of goal number 4. I think. think Cusp of half time, cusp of, yeah, fourth goal. I think maybe my thoughts about Forest are really compounded by the fact that basically, you know, we basically went to their place and just dismantled them. And we've got quite a good record at their place, haven't we, I think? Mm-hmm. Which is again the opposite of uh, Derby, where we we haven't won in like eight years or something stupid. Derby are just the ultimate bogey team for us. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, Fletch buying, absolutely buying a foul. Is it not given? Oh, argy bargy. Don't just push. <laughs> Fletch did kick out on the way round. Kick out on the way down, yeah. See you. I'll bust your heat, mate. (laughs) (laughs) This could that this could be the 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 one of of all the um, you know sort of negatives around playing in a freaky empty stadium. Getting to hear some of these conversations might be quite a fun sort of addition to. to are we going to have that, or are we going to have like piped in, piped no, in crap probably, again? Probably. Just, I just, I'd rather just completely go with the complete freak flag of the whole situation. Well, so I don't know. This is something. Let's just wait. This goal, and I can probably just. Uh, Okay. Does the goal come from this? I think it does. I, can, I can't remember. Reach did really well to win the corner, though. Ah, mm-hmm. oh. lovely. I love a little kick off of kick off a defender. Yeah, to just get a lovely little bit of gamesmanship. Oh, hands up from Baz. Put your hands up for Bannon. He loves this corner. Oh, I remember, yes. Oh, there we go. Basically, Lees was saved from <laughs> from a missing an absolute sitter by Fletch poking it home. But uh, that's, the, that's the sort of form he's been in. He's picking up all sorts of goals, is Fletch. You can see the odd Christmas jumper in the crowd, seen as we were just before Christmas. <clears throat> Little uh, crimbo, crimbo treats. It's a very good corner from Bannon. It's exactly where you want it to be, really. Just looped over the the first man and dropped in the middle of the penalty uh, penalty area. Oh, it's, uh, so Tom Lee's did get his shot on target. To be fair, just bounced off the defender and then it's pretty flush. fortuitous. But we got there. Yeah, when you when you're you know, you're in form, you're feeling yourself. That's the sort of goal that you just rack up. And he did feel himself that night, so let me tell you that. No! And we were all okay. feeling ourselves uh, in the crowd. Forest with the off-centre tunnel. So you got a little hug from uh, from Murphs. Yeah, they're big pals. Big pals. They nice. get Norwich, okay? That's what they talk about. Yeah, Norwich. Don't you just tell you what I like about Norwich? Just the kit's so yellow, in it. Yeah, I, t- I like how it's got a bit of green on it. It's like Brazil, in it. Yeah, I like how Daniel Fark instigated that the club game was Monopoly Go. That's all I like. Do you, do you know when I'm feeling down? I watch that little clip of uh Delia because I think it builds me up. Yeah, I like it because I like how it's yellow, the shirt, but also I like Delia. Do you like Delia? Yeah, I like Delia. That's just what that's how they talk when they're playing Monopoly together. Do you do you uh, enjoy the fact that amongst our celebrity fans are Stephen Fry and Hugh Jackman? I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes, I do like that as well. 
you think if we do well enough, we get to the playoffs, we might get a little tweet from Hugh Jackman. <laughs> it's similar to how uh, Shaq does when he supports uh, Northampton. <laughs> I didn't know about Shaq supporting Northampton. It's hilarious, isn't it? It's hilarious. <clears throat> do you know that? Um, do you know that Shaquille O'Neal has a uh, an Ed D account? Uh, Ed D, sorry, degree, which is like a doctorate that you don't do a uh, study piece for. All right. There you go. Just got a doctor of education. So there you go. Dr. Shaq of the cobblers. Who also put a, didn't he put a um, cardboard cutout of himself in the stadium? We'll get one. Yes. 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 So the thing I wanted to bring up is um, about, so, so here we go. We won't fully get into this. The, they've said, the Premier League, they're doing stuff to support the Black Lives Matter movement, which is fantastic. Um, I'm fully behind that. I find the decision to put every, the names on everyone's back of the shirts, Black Lives Matter, to be strange. Um, though I would like the commentary to basically just be Black Lives Matter passes to Black Lives Matter, sends a lovely through ball to Black Lives Matter, tackled by Black Lives Matter. Yes. I would like that. Um, the thing I was going to bring up is the Premier League is doing a minute silence for the NHS. Right, okay. I find strange because the NHS isn't dead. Mm. You know? It's been... So, so, yeah. well, it's been a big part of the sort of corona... Um, I don't know what to call it. You know the moment of the that Corona has had in. Uh, so there was things with people clapping uh, for the NHS. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's but uh, I think there's also the fact, uh, unfortunately, lots of people that work uh, in the NHS have have died from the virus because there wasn't sufficient uh protective okay um and there's been a kind of movement um i would characterize it as being kind of pushed by the more right-wing press i don't want to get too political here but uh to kind of talk about nhs workers as heroes like and the front line gets mentioned so it's almost like wartime yeah soldiers which I think is unhelpful because it, it it didn't need to necessarily be, you know, huge numbers of deaths of NHS workers if, no. if we they were properly no, supported. It's, it's and like I, anyone, do you want to call these people who work at your supermarket or people who work in your local hospital heroes, or do you want to pay them decent wage and protect them in the process? It, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Also, a Daily Mail front page a few weeks ago that got quite a lot of, uh, I would say, warranted scorn, uh, saying that schools c- c- should come back because teachers are desperate to be heroes in the same way. <laughs> so this, so that I think that's one of the narratives is this kind of wartime frontline right. thing, which I, I, I think. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm as proud of the NHS as as, as a person can be, and it's been yeah. a, it's been, it's been a huge help to myself and my family. But I do think it's unhelpful uh, the way it's been cast. The other thing that's been unhelpful at the same time is there's been a lot of things that have 
sort of talked about the NHS as a charity, which it's not. It's a public service that we all pay for and it's been underfunded for yes. too many years. And it's all dancing around the fact that basically we're, you know, we're now in whatever we are, the, tw- the 11th or 12th year of um, Tory austerity. Maybe it's even longer. Yes. It might be 15 years. Um, and rather than actually address the problems, we're kind of doing fundraisers and clapping our heroes. Um, yeah. So I, I, kind of agree with your cynicism i'm also kind of i know exactly where it's coming from well, as, just, a, as I, a choice as well i just find it a strange decision like so because you typically have so we typically have like celebrations and commemorations of people's lives uh, football games within stadiums where people are there and it's like you know it's remembrance sunday we're doing a minute silence the fact that everybody is there and holding a collective silence that's what makes the powerful. moment yeah, it's very powerful. Or everybody applauds, and everybody applauds, and you make this beautiful noise, and there's a lot of emotion there. That's it. To be do something in a stadium devoid of any, like yeah. I guess the problem is if you clap, it looks poxy. Yeah. But if you're silent, I'm also like, there's also like plenty of silence there. Yes, I do. I yeah. That maybe silence is a better how daft that is, but it's it's just it's strange in any dimension. The power of the moment silence is that there are 30,000 people here and there's you can hear a pin drop. Yes, when it's the the 22 people on the pitch and the 40 or so people they've brought along, that's not quite the same (laughs) powerful moment. No, I don't, so you know, I support some element or some gesture i think is very nice and very sweet i just don't know if that's doesn't make much sense yeah but there's tokenism is the what people feel most comfortable doing the the gesture that doesn't actually do anything but it's fairly easy yeah um and, and um, yeah, we, there's the, there's lots of things we can get into in that regard. But like the way that sort of footballers were were hounded to sort of oh they should be giving up their pay and things, and then I think there was a report that came out this week showing just how much the EFL and the uh, Premier League sort of combined uh, add to the the economy, and it's a huge amount of money. And the, the, the most players do pay taxes. You know, they get wages oh, in the yeah. same. Yeah, yeah. Even though they're massive wages, they get wages in the same way of uh, as most most workers do. So there's it, no like, way out of it, right? What's that? Sorry, I said there's no way out of it for those people. No, no. Employees, you know, it's not quite like they're not like the apples of the world. They can't just register stuff. Exactly. In yeah, I'm, a, I'm actually know. a company in Holland, even though it's our head office. <laughs> I have a head office in this body, but I'm actually based in <laughs> in Ireland. <laughs> Oof, dug out a decent effort there. Do you think it's interesting the fact that we're going into we're completing the the we can talk a lot about player contracts, like players are coming out of contracts at the end of June. Um, so technically, you know, football contracts would start July first. Yeah, I. Do you think anybody's going to be in a position to hold off giving new contracts to players? 
Well, I was wondering, you know, like we've been linked with uh, Taylor at... Uh, yes, Lyle Taylor at Charlton. Lyle Taylor at Charlton. Yeah. Uh, so if, say, we have agreed a deal with him, does he... So he, he, he might be able to... You know, his contract would probably start on the 1st of July, but he can't play for us. It's a weird position to be in. And then the, they're saying the transfer window has been extended to October. I mean, oh, okay. I have no idea how the next seasons. I mean, this is everything's very short termism, right? We're just focusing on what's in front of us. But there's so many knock-on effects. Well, that's the next. Well, the the next battle is in all the is in the courtrooms because uh, I think a French club have managed to challenge. The there was no legal. Yeah. There's no legal right for them to be relegated on a points per game basis. There's no, you know, there's no jurisdiction for that being allowed. So they've they've managed to overturn it. So that will be, I think, every club probably who's got the resources and has been relegated on a points per game basis is probably going to try and do the same thing here. So that's that's going to be the next fun. Is going to be a summer of the summer of litigation. Um, <laughs> In the 60s, they had the summer of love, but we will have our summer of litigation. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's barbecue, there's socially distant barbecues, and there is a lot of work going on in the courtrooms. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the next, I mean, the next thing on top of that is when do we start next season? Because, yeah. because again, those, those same clubs that have cancelled this season so that the national league clubs the league one clubs the league two clubs um their reason for cancelling the season are the same reasons that they wouldn't want to start again yeah because playing a game in an empty stadium for them is just turning on the money hose and spraying it directly against the wall <laughs> spunking their money hose uh, like sprinklers all over yeah the, uh... yeah and there'll be there will be clubs uh, in the championship that are in that same yeah. position. I know sure. we've 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 had a a long and painful kind of journey towards more people having season tickets and less people paying on the gate, uh, but still a you know percentage of our income will be reliant on people that do pay on the on the gate. Pay we're gonna the have day, to yeah. Offer, we're, yeah pay on the day. Um, we're gonna have to offer some sort of rebate to i don't know i haven't i I, um full disclosure my uh so i do have a season ticket uh with my my sister and i are both um season ticket holders she seems to have got the email about rebate options so i have not seen what the options are to to this point but um they're gonna have to do that for next season as well and if lots of people take that up (coughs) then that's going to hurt clubs massively. So, I mean, as it would stand, I mean, the, the new season would start August, the beginning of August, usually. So that's what the league, the, I think now the majority of league, you know, from the whispers and rumours, the majority of league two clubs uh, at the very least um, find that unfeasible. So they would like right. to wait till September or October so that there's a realistic possibility of at least having some people in the crowd. So I do want to kind of say, like, what is... What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Baby, don't hurt me. Very Sorry. much so. Sorry. 
You had a way with my words there, Rich. <laughs> hey. hey. So hey. Anyway, like, I mean, would we... Wednesday have gone uh, halfway on that bus home and... We've not paid any attention to this football match in the second half, by the way. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, you could all say we could have really said to people at set of hard time, if you want to stop watching, there's <laughs> a chance to watch from the second half. But we've done this, though, haven't we? Because we've had um, we've had watch-alongs where all the action happens and then it's like there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, the second half was fine. I remember kind of just watching. It's nice to have the ability to watch a game with all the stress taken out. Yeah, definitely. It's the real... It's the real Coke Zero of, uh, you know, of watching football. Oh, you mean I can watch the game without any of the um, heartache or misery? Exactly. It has zero of the uh, the negative calories. Sure. I thought that was a terrible miss, but well, it was a terrible miss, but it was also a good little tackle by Luongo. Do you think there's any appetite to do a shortened season, like half a season? Like you just play every club once and then you just do a little draw to see whether the extra, the uneven game is at home or away for you. Maybe. Because I mean, they've kind of done that within American sports, like the NHL did short seasons and, you know, they've, they've done it before. So, and it, it's still, it's still competition. And surely that means that every game is more important. Yeah. You do that, you shorten the season, you can probably still have it l- like longer than half because you've got to think about cup competitions. Because that's the problem, is like cup competitions will still want to happen because, again, let's look at this. There's still money involved for these things. But the, 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 doesn't it sit easier in American seasons to do that because they always end up being a weird hodgepodge anyway? I don't know about NHL in particular, but you don't play all of the teams that are in the NBA or the NFL. You play like some of them. Like you, you no, even... you play all of them. There's just some teams you play more so because of regional. The NFL Reg- is regionals. like you play. You play. I think you play everybody from your little league, and then you play like one team from or two teams from the. East yeah, but I mean, one and one team from the est, uh, the West Championship. Like you don't play, you don't play everybody every season. Yeah, the, well, the NFL is the NFL is a more concentrated season than anyway. football. Yeah, yeah, the nature. But I mean, like just, you know, yeah, baseball. Just, baseball, there's way too much baseball as oh, much as baseball, I enjoy baseball. Yeah. Wasteful, it's real, it's a real buffet of baseball, and a lot of it's gone cold, and it's a lot of it's under the heat lamps. It's insane. We're not going, we're not going to feed it until to. We're not, we can't give it to the homeless people, uh, <laughs> so we're just going to throw it out, and then we're going to light it on fire, and then it's going to cause a hole in the ozone layer. Yeah, it's just wasteful. I um, can never figure out with baseball how you figure out which. Like, because a team will come and do the series. Like, say the Yankees come to town. There'll be one game where the Yankees put the absolute dogs out and you get to thump the Yankees. There'll be one game where they put the best out and they absolutely pommel you. Do you like, I don't know how you... <laughs> do they announce ahead of time? Like, guys, if you're a Yankees fan, do not come on Saturday. It's going to be bad. Do the but fans... Friday do the night, fans. 
Did the fans turn into Baja men and say, who let the dogs out? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, come on Friday night. Oh, it's going to be good. But anyway, I mean, I I just I don't know how the ramifications of football on from this is going to happen. Whether in League One, like if we go down to League One, there could be clubs that go out of business. There's going to be without some sort of safe, you know, rescue package. We're going to lose an awful lot of historical names from the from English football. Yeah. Like, I Uh, mean. We're going to go into... I mean, we already don't really have the 92 anymore because it's the 91 right now. Exactly. Because Barry has well and truly been buried. Um, as we touched on, I don't really know where Parry's coming from. And the fact he's worked for the Premier League before, it's not kind of mad to feel like, is he like some sort of agent for the Premier League just trying to do away with the Football League? No, no. I mean, it's also but, like a... You know, he's also a deceased member of uh, Status Quo that we know as well. So he's exactly. a very difficult person. So many nose cocaines that he passed away. <laughs> nose clams. Nose uh, clams. Um, so I just, I don't know. I, I just, football is just such a strange beast at this moment. But he turned like, down the money from the Premier League, didn't he? The kind of. Yes, at one point he said, I'm not a fan of handouts. And then later on he said, I think we should have some handouts. We need a much bigger handout. The guy's an idiot. The guy's truly an idiot. Like, It does seem that way. <laughs> I'm but struggling that's... to see any competence to anything he does, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> but you're right. I mean, every club will be hurting... And it's just a measure of it's just a measure of how much they're hurting. And once again, we get into this situation of oh, that was nice from Reed. It was a good bit of defending, but it was a really nice run. Um, we get into this thing of oh, well, okay, if you've got an owner that is willing to underwrite things and basically go, well, this is a crap couple of years, but I still want to get promoted, so we're going to spend this summer. Are you still going to get clobbered in the same way? I don't know. Well, I, there should be sanction. There should be agreements to do away with FFP for the immediate future. Everybody's going to lose money until we get to a sense of normality, which I guess normality, normalcy, normality, whatever you want to say it, um, whoever I should say it, um, whether that's you know it's probably going to be a vaccine for for this virus, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's that is that that is. I mean, it's a big question that needs to be answered because clubs will be battered financially by this. Oh yeah, and there are clubs that are going to the wall and going to go out of go out of existence. Administration will go out of existence. Close the doors. But on the other side, there will some of them will have deep enough pockets that they can just go. Oh well. Well, that's it. That's how I feel for us, and that's how I feel it would be for. You know, I feel things are not the rosiest under Chancery going on our current situation and current charges against us. But the thing I feel fairly comfortable and confident about saying, and maybe I kind of feel a bit weird, I should look around some wood to touch here just to make sure my plastic for Micah table. Um, he'd, never, he'd never put us out of business. I don't think so. I'm, I'd be very, very, very surprised if that was a reality. Well, he would lose more than anyone else from doing that. Yeah. 
the debts that the club owes are to him by and large. Yeah. We've never so, heard any problems about paying the way it's it sounds like it's gonna be unless for players. Unless he has a change of heart and then there's an environment where there's a big a big package or something, someone's gonna come in to give him some <laughs> money to make him think otherwise. Yeah, it's largely okay. gonna be a family affair for Chan Siri. It's a family affair. Yeah, he wants to hand it on to At. Yeah, and I'd love We're to all see that. I'd love to see that as a chair. I'd love to see that day. Maybe we could I do a YouTube wait. about it. Love to I see can't it. wait till Sheffield Wednesday has its own TikTok account. <laughs> Maybe what Jordan Rhodes. I would like to see Jordan Rhodes do the Tusi slide. <laughs> I do like that we're still it goes, pushing it forward. It goes right, left. It goes left foot up, right, left, right foot slide. <laughs> that wasn't so good for longer. I tell you what's nice though in this game. I know four nil is different to two nil or one nil, but we're not just sat back. We are. We're continuing to push forward and have we're some still participating, tactics. even though like the thing of the contentious at the time was against Forest. Was there saying they came out and did nothing? this half, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, because he and did, yeah, uh, and famously he didn't make any changes, did he? Because he, he no said, oh, I'd like to change them all, so I'm not going to change anybody. Which at the time I said I think I was sympathetic with. But then also I've, I've heard and people have said, and I think even you said, that's ridiculous. You should make <laughs> changes. You've got to at least try, I think. <laughs> yeah. Interesting that this didn't this was a game, it was a real one-off in terms of us and our attacking prowess, but also for Forest, that it hasn't derailed their season. Like it could do. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel if it's Wednesday, this would just hit us for six, right? Yeah, we wouldn't win for the next six or, you know, six or seven weeks. Well, I think we? we've kind of seen that. I don't really know. I can't really put my finger on the point. It's interesting. How did this squad, how did this team that was pushing, this was build up towards third in the league at Christmas, how did we implode? Because we look we look fairly confident, really. Yeah. I don't know really, because people do point to like we still get the people now who are like, oh you know, talk about Westwood being like left out in the cold and stuff. But Dawson was the goalkeeper when we went on this run that got us Yeah. Yeah. Right up there at Christmas. Yeah. So I don't think that's it. And Hutch isn't... Pl- I think Luongo... The the big patches of injury Luongo's had have coincided with some bad form for us, generally. I think he's he seems to be a bit of a vital cog for us. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it is. It's that inconsist- inconsistency, though. It's like you don't get rewarded for your good performances. You don't... Like we said with Rhodes, like scoring a hat trick should buy you starting the next however many games as a striker because it's like you've kind of shown you can do it and nobody else has. You know, Atty scored two goals all season or three goals all season and you scored three in a game. So therefore, you get the chance to play ahead of Atty over the next month or so. You know, that's kind of how it should work. You get rewarded for good form. But it, it just seems to be that 
But again, it's like there's a whole trick about confidence. Like, yeah, these players aren't. They're not terrible. They're not the. It's this is definitely a side that could be, you know, pushing top six. As you say, we, we saw it. You know, we were up there for that period. Sorry, yeah, it happened. <laughs> it did happen. We witnessed it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, if you look at the man for man, I mean, I know we've got questions over over Tom Lee's p- potentially, but I think Palmer's a, a very solid right back now in this league. I think Fox is a very good left back now. I well, wouldn't have said that at the start of the season, but I would say it now. Um, I offer has been a revelation at centre back. Whoever he's paired with, it generally works out more often than it doesn't. Bannon is well, we know Bannon. He's as you know, he's as he's about as good a player as the league has. Yeah. Harris is very dangerous on his day. Murphy's very dangerous on his day. Reach is brilliant on his day, although there's not been many reach days this season. No. Fletcher's one of the best strikers in the league this season. He's having yeah. a tough time of his life. I, I think mean, losing injury did coincide with a dip in form. And we are yeah, very right on what he brings. We talked to, yeah, we did Liam Neeson impressions, didn't we? His set of skills. <laughs> set of skills, yes. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, Luongo was interviewed recently in the media and was saying how this was just an absolute nightmare of a season for him. Because he's always been a pretty ever-present guy, hasn't he? Pretty much, pretty much. But as you say, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's no. There's there's not such a drop off between our players and the other teams that are outside of the top sort of two or three in the league. I think there is a bit of a gulf between us and maybe sort of Leeds and West Brom and potentially Fulham. But outside of those three teams, it's all much of a muchness. It's just, yeah, it's confidence. It's having a plan. It's executing things properly. And, well, hopefully... You could say we're in a position to get to benefit more than most from the restart because we had no form going in, so we've got nothing to lose. You know, <laughs> I, I'd hate to think that we could be worse than we were before we went into the break. I was laughing. Uh, Al's Americas were back this week, um, so I've, I listened to that, and that was a lot of fun nice. uh, for those guys to come back. And uh, they were, you know, one of them was I don't know who it was but saying. What if Wednesday plays so well at Hillsborough? Now there's no fans that you know fans won't be let back in. <laughs> we have to watch in a second stadium. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll all pile into uh, Dooley's, wherever it is. Yeah, yeah. I think we could rent out Bramall Lane. Seems fair. Because you know we we don't tend to play together. No, they they tend to be away when we're at home. So the well, team- there's that as well. Um, the team yeah. could play at Hillsborough. We could all watch on a stream in another stadium. Well, Don't pipe back. the noise in. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's apparently <laughs> too much for them. Uh, 
I mean, we could give them like a quid a ticket or something, and they're probably quite up for that, wouldn't they? Yeah. That's kind of in that's kind of in line with their ticketing that's prices the anyway. Ticketing prices. No. Yeah. Oh. I think it was, you know, I think if I went and probably gave them two and six, I think they're probably like, yeah, that's pretty fair. It's a good deal. <laughs> Normally letting people in for free. And we give Chilling. them free chip butty. <laughs> actually costs us money to have fans in. <laughs> I did find myself laughing at the fact that uh, it's, uh, at, at the Blairds giving, um, the Blavdes giving a two-year deal to Billy Sharp. I've just seen McGoldrick's got a new deal as well. McGoldrick's got a new deal? Yeah. Wow. A player who we kind of really have forgotten actually had a stint at Wednesday as well. Yes. Yeah. One of the many one-month loans through the years. We really... We really... um, We really abuse that during the... um, Time, we? <laughs> we did, we did. Uh, we also made pretty good use of it under Sturrock, I think. It was always a the emergency loan market was uh, was very kind to us. I mean, it's a shame it's gone. Really, it's taken a lot of the fun out of things, hasn't it? I think. Yeah, that's one of the things I really noticed with. I think fo- football games. I know this is not the biggest concern in the world. But like things like Football Manager and FIFA and uh, and Pro Evo, the the transfer window has ruined them because the game becomes like a grind between transfer windows. Because you just that's the fun bit is trying to get new players. Well, like, and we are like hard fire. We are uh, living for the transfer window. Yes, living for the transfer weekend. Living for the window. Yeah. I find it difficult when I play Prolution Soccer because I've recently. Uh, Dusted off my 360 and oh. played played the last one I have, which is Pro of 2018. Mm. And I pretty much a lot of the time it's just like, God, when can I get to this transfer window so I can get some better players? Exactly. Ooh, Tom Lee's Tom Lee's nearly bumming it into the small the the, <laughs> the far corner there. <laughs> is that an episode title? Guess his cheeks in the way. I'd like to think that Tom Leaves is Jewish and he talked about OEV and then he came off my tuckers. <laughs> like a Hasidic Hasidic uh, New York. Tom, Le- Tom Leaves is down injured now. It's hemorrhoids. <laughs> Problems with hemorrhoids. Leaves is hemorrhoids. <laughs> Like, there's a thing because I mean, we, especially with these watch-alongs, that we've we've picked some, we cherry-picked some some games. But a lot of this has been the fact that you know, obviously, we know a lot of these Wednesday players who've been there in and around the team for numbers of years now. And how long did we have Lee's? When did we sign Lee's? Was it like 2014 or something? Yeah, he's been with us a long time. A long time. So we were watching a lot of games of Lee's just looking a different player yeah and i don't know I was, I was recently looking at this is an interesting thing i was thinking about was um have you ever heard of the dunning kruger effect i haven't so basically it's 
Freddy Krueger, obviously. Freddy Krueger, yeah. David Dunning and, and Freddy Krueger, the eponymous Dunning-Kruger effect. Uh, it's a cognitive bias where people are incompetent at something, unable to recognize their own incompetence. Not only do they fail to recognize their incompetence, they're also likely to feel confident they actually are competent. Oh, wow. So it's basically like you start off, you know nothing, but you're really cocky about yourself. Then you go down, you get more confident, and then eventually it just climbs back up again. Interesting. It's interesting, but I feel that we probably have, probably ourselves as human beings in numerous you know, disciplines, we apply ourselves and work and relationships and all this stuff. But we probably have numerous like mini cycles of that, you'd think. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I bet. Like, I'm curious what, what is going on with Tom Lee's? Yeah, I don't know, because I th- I think one of the things I, start, I started to notice sort of Carlos's last year, it would have been, was... More so than more so than his, because I know I don't think he's ever been co- a comfortable guy on the ball, but I think he's been competent on the ball. Yeah, but I think where his game seems to have really sort of dropped away is actually fundamental defending stuff. Um, and I, I just remember I, I distinctly remember sort of texting you after the get after one after a loss. And it's the things, it's like those cardinal rules of defending. He seems to either be ignoring them or he's forgotten them. So things like if you're a centre-back and you end up in the channel sort of challenging either the striker or the winger, you kind of need to make something happen in that position. So you, the, what doesn't happen, you know, the, the cardinal sin of being there is you let the ball end up in the box because you should be there to defend the ball. So what you need to do is make sure that you either take the player out or you get the ball out. And, and you kind of have to do one or the other. It doesn't really matter which. And that sort of thing just seems to have gone. You see him wander into the channel put a half-hearted challenge in and then even worse to sort of compound the mistake he doesn't hammer his play way back into the box he just watches the player sort of almost hand on hip sort of just wandering back into position and that that sort of thing where you're not you're not fighting to recovery is as big as almost anything else in defending taking up your position again so that you can you can be in a position to sort of tackle for the next, you know, fight for the next ball, be, you know, deal with the next thing that comes in. And he seems to have stopped doing that. And I don't know whether that's a coaching thing. So we've lost some of those, we've lost some input that was quite important in just keep making sure everybody minds their P's and Q's. Or whether he doesn't care anymore, whether he's lost a bit of something maybe he's got some sort of underlying issue he seems to quite regularly have sort of foot problems that that, that you sort of make him miss games every now and then so I, I don't i don't know what it is but he he certainly that's one of the biggest things is just he's not doing the things you're supposed to do as a center back of any level but certainly at the level he's a, achieved that it should be like 
bread and butter, second nature stuff. Mm-hmm. Add to that now that, that he, he he is more worried and more panicked in possession. Um, but I think that all stems from he's not confident defensively, so therefore he's worried about being put in positions to defend. <clears throat> it's a tough spot to be in. Yeah. I really hope for his sake and for our sake he somehow gets over it. I don't know what the... It maybe there isn't. An, it shouldn't be an age thing, should it? It shouldn't be an athleticism problem. He's 29 years old. He should be fine. So uh, barring that situation where there is something, there's a kind of niggling problem underneath. <sighs> yeah, I mean, there are, there are times when I think players, you know, getting to the point where they should be able to reach, you know, a steady standard of quality. Yeah. And then you might have seasons where you have peaks and some peaks and troughs around that, but it shouldn't be as this drastic. Unless you've got a player. I mean, there are players who do just have breakdowns. Yeah. And maybe that's what's happening to go back to baseball. Players get the yips, don't they? You do get the yips. And never recover from it. Like whole whole careers get ruined because you start to have a second thought in your head before you throw the ball, and that's that time is all important in baseball. <clears throat> I don't. I like I say. I mean, we, we. It's obvious that there's not as many members of the coaching staff, so that feels like a kind of something to point to because it's a it's a it's an optics change isn't it it's something we can obviously see is not where it was previously you know you're used to a bench of eight to ten people and we've got a bench which is considerably it's probably about half that size but that doesn't necessarily mean that's the issue but there are there's several players who are not doing because i think reach is possibly had his worst season for us this season as well and he's an ever dependable seems to do all the right things guy and and he's had a bad year so i don't know who knows what's going on really behind the scenes he's another one that's lacking confidence reach Yeah. There's so many weird questions with this team right now in the squad. I just I I'm always optimistic. I well I I'm optimistic. I'm no, I'm actually just full of hope. Am I full of hope? No. I try and hope a great deal. <laughs> I hope a great deal. God, we really downgraded that very quickly, didn't it? That, that really walked back on that statement a lot. I just I really hope that Monk is the person to turn it around. I, I mean, yeah. I, I think right now with all this uncertainty, I think it might do, I think it's going to do Monk a big favor for giving him a time allowance. Because I, I think in any other situation, I feel like the argument is a lot less in a regular, st- stable situation for giving Monk more time. But now I think I we really do need Monk more time because I don't want to, I don't want to do the consistent thing we do that, you know, people have joked and, this will sound a little bit offensive to Lee Bullen, but 
we can't fire Bullen because we need him around for when we fire someone. And he's going to be the. <laughs> someone said that. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's kind of the truth. Um, I uh, yeah, I, it, it's so hard to know with Monk because it's that combination again. We're you know we're always working kind of. It's not even half in the dark. It's like. 80% of the situation is hidden from us and we know little bits and bobs. So we know some of the same issues that happened to Yos Luhukai have happened to Monk and the same two characters seem to be at the center of it. He doesn't have the benefit. If, 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 if Luhukai had managed to wait till the end of the season, he could have actually been rid of both of those characters because they're both out of contract. Well, that's, yeah, we will never know, we'll never see what the long-term effect of Yos Luhukai is. No, but Monk is kind of, unfortunately, on a bit of a hiding to nothing because nobody will want Westwood for what he's paid, you know, for anything like the wages he's on with us. And he's got another year left. So you can let Hutch go and kind of break up part of that, whatever the issue is. But he's still got Westwood to to, to deal with. Um, so you still got that kind of that whatever whatever impact that has, it's sure. still there. And we also don't know how much is that how much of that is Monk's fault. How much of that is something that seems to when you read those sort of interviews with Leuven's and Wallace seems to be the reason behind how, why things fell apart for Carlos, why things fell apart for Yos. So they didn't manage to rear their head under Bruce, but who, again, we don't, it's an entirely unknowable thing whether the same characters may well have just run out of patience with Bruce as well. Maybe it took, would have taken longer because he was, you know, more of a formidable character, but it's now this is the third season running where that's happened. So how much of that is Monk's fault? Probably not that much. He's just not dealt with it better than the other three characters did. Um, Performance-wise, we've had some good ones and bad ones. I do think we've looked clueless a lot of times recently. Um, So it it is hard to point to, but you're right. In a way, this is perfect for Monk because... He's kind of had another, a second preseason, and he gets another fresh start. I just hope it's different. I just hope it's better mm. and different. You know, I, if it's not going to be, it's it's going to be. But do you think it also? Uh, but the other side of that is, I think it might be good to the club is that we've kind of got that, and then we've got a second referendum on his performance in a way. Do you know what I mean? Amongst it. Amongst it. <laughs> That's the episode title. Amongst it, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, because I think if we don't, if it doesn't get better, if we now come into the, you know, if we end up in relegation trouble, it will be because our form in these last eight games or whatever they are, but the form could terrible. be screwed because the form could be screwed because um, the whole situation could be screwed because of the charge over the club, which the players are like, oh no, no, it's not, it's not causing us any performance issues. 
But and then players when they retire say, yeah, of course we so know all is, about of course stuff. It is. Yeah, <laughs> like Darren Darren Post did in the um, yeah. in the yeah. book. Yeah. So uh, well, that's another factor. Yes. So that is a factor that is hanging over the club and may possibly be having an impact as well. And it's out out of Monk's hands. So you're you're right. But if he can't motivate them to go, we could insulate ourselves from that situation by winning more games than we lose in this last little run. We could put ourselves in a position where the maximum point deduction wouldn't put us in trouble. So if you can't go to your players and say, guys, this is a you know crap situation to be in. It's none of our faults, but it is all in our own hands and motivate people with the prospect of, do you want to stay in the championship? Then that's, for me, is like a, and worthy, worthy of criticism, even though the situation is not his fault. If he can't pull some performances out of it, then what's he doing? That's what you want a manager to do. How many times did Ferguson eat, like bring do that? I know he's the kind of <laughs> he's the, the kind of exception to every football, isn't about, he? About uh, giving football managers time, yeah, yeah. But well, you know, well, you know, Ryan. But well, how many you know, times did Ferguson. he? How many times did he instigate a situation where it was us against the world? How many times did he make manipulate a situation to make that happen? Because it's actually one of the best sort of motivating circumstances is, well, the world is against us, but do you know what? We can go out and win football matches. Nobody can stop us doing that. You know, the Gary uh, Megson thing. Nobody can stop us talking. Nobody can stop us running. Those sort of uh, the the add, add in a Bobby Robson one, the, the ball didn't, the ball never gets tired. You know, like <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like this is a it should be. A, I know it's a, a demotivating factor because uncertainty generally is a demotivator. But there's also a guy there who's real only his his only job is to motivate people. So. Yeah, I, I think no reaction would be a, a kind of tell a tale to itself. Oh, nonsense was that a foul. Come on, mate. <laughs> We're in the the dying stages of this second half of football that we have paid nary attention to at all. <laughs> yes. I've been watching I have been watching it all the way through, but um nothing. So I, I was here as well. It happened. It we happened. were both witness to this. As all the Wednesday guys, so we just. But I, I nice do feel I could have, I could have learned as much about these two teams by just staring at a blank screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, th- I think for, for Monk, it's a, it's an opportunity because it's a fresh start, and if he, you know, it's a chance for him to kind of go, well, look what I was able to do, given a bit of time and stuff like that. Yeah. And from our hopefully, hopefully from the club's point of view, we're kind of keeping all of our options open. Uh, my worry is that Monk will keep the job because we can't afford anything else in yeah. our current situation. So, like like Joey Pelopesi, despite the fact that literally nobody is excited by the prospect of another year, <laughs> year under his tutelage, he gets to stay. He gets to stay on board. Well, well there we go. A tremendous victory. It all happened in the first half, but we've reached uh, full time. Uh, 
there's Jordan Rhodes getting all the pats on the back and the claps. I'm I'm hoping to see him get get the match ball at least. I think he did. Did he? Oh, he did. He's not holding it. Well, he did later because he got they, the players all signed it for him, didn't he? Yeah, but on FIFA they always just the referee hands it. <laughs> So I expect life to be exactly like FIFA because that's where the crowd noises come from now. Do you, you remember when all, do you remember when people used to go to football? That was weird, wasn't it? It's better now that that's FIFA good. does all the crowd noises. I think so. <laughs> It'd be fun if they kind of got the they got the tracks mixed up and they play like the wrong chants over <laughs> games and stuff. That would be fantastic. I'd appreciate. It. Or they get like a Big Bang Theory laugh track of <laughs> here. It, oh come on! Can, can laughter? Yes. There you go. See, it does happen. See, it's not just FIFA. It's real. Beautiful stuff. <laughs> are we? Uh, are we calling it? I think so. Yeah. Time oh, of well, time of death on this game. <laughs> Doing the ra- the rapid Vienna celebration with the crowds. Love it. Love it. Love it. I forgot to say that's when we were talking about where Atti might go. I feel like he would might go back there as well. Yeah. Is a potential uh, choice for him. Right. Well, um, that was that. We've got some actual new real football to talk about next week barring some sort of dreadful emergency um so we'll be yeah it's going to be so strange we're at the point now where things have not been normal for so long that normal is going to feel very very weird for yes. at least a little while but uh that's where we're at <laughs> you're just watching rose just bouncing the ball off his forehead <laughs> that's a good to know that's as good and, and last little moment as uh, as we could hope for, I think, for the podcast. Well, so. I'm going to say cheerio and have a lovely week, Luke. You too. Have a fantastic week and, and fantastic uh, week to listen. Yeah, folks at home. And we'll see you on the other side of, of some actual football. Woohoo! <laughs> I can't wait to see you. Are you not, are you not entertained? <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully yeah. we are. But oh. we could also not be. Russell oh, it's going to be yeah, weird to get back to being nervous. Anyway, cheerio, folks. See you guys. See you, Luke. Bye.